When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, hey, hey, we're good. Uh, hey, everyone, I'm here with uh, what, whatever, Amy. <laughs> Was America's sweetheart? Is that right? America's internet sweetheart. <laughs> oh man, no, um, no. Thank you for being here. It's uh, great uh, to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, no, thank you. Uh, so, um, what the what's what's your uh thing what uh i i know i've seen you on the uh with uh chrissy mayer other uh you know female empowerment and stuff what's your uh what's your thing what do you uh what do you um, what's your I gimmick mean, i i really just kind of started off on twitter years ago and just you know tweeting about my life and my commute to the city and just weird things that I would see along the way and that would happen to me. And my Twitter page just kind of continued growing, growing, growing. And it kind of became a avenue for other, you know, my YouTube and OnlyFans and all sorts of other things. So um, it all started with Twitter. And I just kind of consider myself like a social media personality, I guess, because I'm really just, you know, out here having fun. No, and that's what it's all about, right? Just having yeah. fun. It's it's great that you could uh, make sort of a uh, career and, uh, you know, get behind it uh, where you can promote yourself and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you are um, an OnlyFans, like you're, that's your... Uh, sort of thing or what else do you do uh, as far as uh... well i have twitter i have youtube um i appear on a lot of different podcasts and i really you know i do have an only fans and a loyal fans and i'm on playboy centerfold but those are really just they kind of were afterthoughts you know i really started in only fans on a whim um i already had a hundred thousand followers on twitter so people were always asking to buy my pictures and i was like let me just you know give it a shot and see and i it blew up and i just have a lot of fun with it so oh it's great it's a good time <laughs> it's very liberating it's very empowering and i've always been a sexual person so i really you know enjoy um you know showing that side of me Okay. And, um, 
thing. You said you're a Playboy centerfold. I'm on Playboy centerfold. They have a, a website of their own. So, okay, no, my family. That must be uh man. That that's like uh, something I'd put on my resume. Very, very <laughs> excited to be associated with them for sure. No, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I of course you've seen like documentaries about this or that with Playboy, but that's still a pretty uh high uh high praise yes you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as far as like uh your only fans you're not um uh, yeah i could tell if you're doing you know the only fans you're not ashamed at showing off your body you know did did yeah. it take you a while to get used to that or you said you um, already i think when i started i really sh wasn't sure just how comfortable i would be so if you scrolled all the way back, you know, two and a half years to my first posts, they're probably much, well, I know they're much more chaste than now. So, um, but once I got comfortable and, you know, everybody was so positive and then I just started to become a little less inhibited and all of that. So um, now I'm just free as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and i've noticed that like with some I, I mean i'm I'm a man too so i've noticed it with some only fans that uh you know you you share some and people want a little bit more or a little bit more or well, a little bit more people are always trying to push the boundaries um you know and see what they can get and but you know i think everybody has their own set of limitations and people either respect them or they don't and uh, as far as uh, OnlyFans, what do you uh, do? You provide like uh, services as far as like uh, chatting with your. Oh yeah, uh, I answer all my own messages. Um, uh -huh. Same with Twitter, same with Instagram, and I, I answer them all. I actually don't get as many as you would think. You think with you know almost five hundred thousand followers across all my platforms that I would get a ton of messages, but I really don't get that many. It's very. Man. And are they mostly flattering or there's some that are a little bit, uh, I would say you know. 1% are out there and everyone else is, you know, fun or, you know, respectful and, or just, you know, truly curious. Um, but I, there's like 1% that are just completely like out there. <laughs> Any of them stick out to you? Like, I don't mean to like, uh, pry, but. I know I've seen like uh, as far as wrestler wrestlers go, there's like oh I'll sell my house and give you every cent and penny to <laughs> you know when whenever there was like a female wrestler you know yeah I get a lot of requests to meet me um, mm -hmm. among other things but that's definitely not in the cards oh no of course not yeah. no there's uh, <laughs> I I don't know what do you call it um. Uh, it's like I forget the situation, but yeah, you have to have those limits. They that's what keeps yeah. uh, everyone safe, like and provides mm -hmm. suitable amount of entertainment. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, as far as like your OnlyFans go, what do you? Uh, I, I don't know, like the links or stuff. Uh, if you want to like shout them out, but what are the? Uh, what what do, what do you provide? Like, do you do customs or you just? I share do. your body i i do i have a variety of content on there i have solo i have boy girl i have girl girl um lingerie nude i mean sometimes i'll do you know topless q a you know subscribers will send me 
questions about myself and we'll answer them. I mean, we have a really, really good time over there. So um, it's, you know, a place for fun. And I encourage everybody to, you know, have fun with it. And they are. And would you say um, as far as uh, getting comfortable, were you always comfortable with like a girl, girl, or were you? uh, Um, No, I mean, my first collab was my first girl, girl experience. Um, So that was kind of like a a double whammy, I would say. Um, But all my experiences have been great. And all the women that I've collaborated with have been amazing. And um, I'm very lucky that way. And did you grow up uh, sort of not, I wouldn't say overly sexualized, but uh, were you used to something like this when growing up as like, uh, yeah, you you just kind of kept to yourself. You never thought like. Pushed down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I grew up in a, you know, a very, um, you know, conservative home and, you know, my parents are very traditional and. So I didn't grow up in a, you know, communicative and, you know, let's talk about sex kind of family, Um, you know, but I always was boy crazy and curious. And, you know, once I kind of got both feet on the ground, I could spread my wings. I just kind of went wild and, and that was it. And um, do you think, I don't know, it's, it's a little harder now because I know like me growing up, uh, I think all I would do <laughs> was like masturbate to like Terry Hatcher, you know, from uh, <laughs> Superman or something, you know, and that'd be like a clip. Uh, <laughs> that'd be like a TV show. But oh, now scrambled Cinemax during the day. You, like... you know, I never watch would watch that. You know, I'm I'm more into weird like things. So Terry Hatcher did it for me. If you know her from uh, mm-hmm. Desperate Housewives and yeah. from superman she's just like i don't know hot or the pink ranger but um <laughs> uh do you think like now with everyone having access to the internet and like seeing almost everything like mm-hmm. pages upon pages of a uh, porn hub and stuff like it's harder to keep someone's attention you know i don't know do you think that I think that the difference between all of the free porn out there and someone's OnlyFans is I think people join OnlyFans for the connection to that person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had Twitter for so many years that people really got to know me and my personality. And so it was the connection of being curious about this side of me and how would I translate you know, from Twitter to OnlyFans. And I believe that that's the case for most of the people that join OnlyFans. They feel some sort of connection to that person and you have the opportunity to talk to them and you have the opportunity to see a different side of them where when you're just watching Pornhub or other, you know, just free sites, you don't know those people or you don't have an idea about this. There's just whatever's there. And I think that's the difference. You know, people like, I don't pay for porn. I don't pay. And that's fine. Um, but it's also the connection. So, and the time, so it's, you know, I take a lot of pride in curating my content, um, to keep a variety and, and to cast a wide net of my audience, you know, people like different things or are looking for different experiences with you. And I think that's kind of the lore of these subscription sites, um, is 
learning more and having more of a connection with that person, which you wouldn't get just watching anything on the internet. Yeah, of course. You're watching like uh, characters almost, uh, I wouldn't say celebrities. I mean, you know, I don't know any porn celebrities. I don't know them by name, but they're characters in a story. Right. Whereas here, here you're able to actually interact with the people, like you said, like yourself. Right. That you, you could, it, it's, it's a more of a connection. Right. You and, wouldn't necessarily uh, have, you know, access to them. And even famous porn stars like Sophie D and Jenna Jameson, like these women that, um, you know, came up through the years, they also have, like, you can have a conversation with them if you wanted, you know? So, I mean, the access is completely different these days. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily buying porn. It's, it's buying that connection. The yeah it's a that. it's a whole nother level of connection like you said mm-hmm. and it does um i don't know i would say it's a good thing and a bad thing wouldn't you say because <laughs> i'm at, i imagine you'd have some people who think they that you owe them more than what they i'm not saying they deserve from you but this is strictly still yeah. business you know? Yeah, and you know, I've had a few people, not too many, that are you know they they come in on a sale for seven dollars and they want access to you twenty four hours a day and ch- constant chatting and con- you know I want you to do this and I want you to do that and I'm like no, we're, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and, and and even if they were to pay some sort of premium, they don't own you. You're you're you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. This is still a. I have to sleep. A, yeah you got your own life to live and uh do you see that does that ever interrupt your personal life uh your i'm sure everyone's business life gets in the way of their personal (laughs) life let alone what profession you're in but do you see it like you know taking over more or does it get in your way I mean, if you want to be paid like a business, you have to treat it like a business. And for me, I've been very lucky that my platforms are all very successful, um, but they're all for me very manageable because I don't have to do this for eight hours a day. You know, I can, there's ways that I can organize my time and, and, and do what I need to do as well as have a life. So, um, but not everybody has the organization and the planning to do that. And people are just kind of running around every day, trying to shoot content and do things when you don't have to do that. You're making it harder for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I would say like, let's ask, let's ask some random uh, stuff here. Do what do you do like for hobbies as far as um, when you do have your free time? Is there anything? I play golf. Oh, you play golf? I play golf. (laughs) I'm a golfer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I. That sounds fun, but it sounds too fancy too. Like you gotta it's have. Very a... frustrating. It's very, <laughs> very frustrating. <laughs> like I remember seeing Tiger Woods limping, playing yeah. golf from injuries, and it's like you were just playing golf. Like, what are you doing? You're just swinging all day. But I guess there's more to it than that, you know. Well, so... for him, you know, he's swinging millions of times in the same direction. Your body, you know after a while it's not meant to go that way <laughs> yeah well doing anything you're repetitive not doing the opposite way either so it's not like you're being even keeled 
you know, if you're doing a bicep curl on your right, you're doing a bicep curl on your left golf, you're either righty or lefty. And that's just how you go every time. And I don't know if, um, as far as, um, all natural, all that with your body, are you all natural or, uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. And, um, and you're proud of that. That's like, that's yeah, I don't see any reason, you know, I don't think that people should have enhancements or plastic surgery and lie about it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And you shouldn't be giving other women reason to feel bad about themselves, thinking that your body is natural and they're going to feel bad about themselves because they don't look a certain way. And yeah, people can have large breasts or, uh, you know, a perfect ass in real life. But the likelihood of it happening nine million times in a row is, you know, if you're going to do something for yourself to make yourself feel better and look the way you want to look, own it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say you're absolutely right in, in being honest about it, because then you're setting these beauty standards for the and younger generation. Fair. And I grew up wanting to look a certain way and you know, feeling bad about myself because I didn't fit the norm in terms of a body style that was popular when I was growing up and dating. And so I know how that feels. And I would never do that to somebody, you know, like, yeah, I have fake boobs. I, you know, get fillers and Botox. And, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And did you do it? Oh, you did it more for your own uh, feelings rather than sort of a professional sort of a reason or it just I hand mean, in hand. I got my first set of boobs in 2006 so the internet was barely there I mean <laughs> still I didn't do it for any business reason and um oh man I just lost my question there no uh <laughs> and um you um I'm sorry yeah I'm completely blanking out about this I'm thinking about all I'm thinking about is boobs now I, oh, I got sorry. that in my head <laughs> hey, um nope i can't think of it um what what would you think of um like how everyone right now is sort of wanting to be not their gender like do you think that's uh i don't know do you have anything i i, I don't mean to pry about political stances <laughs> and all that but I what do you think how do you feel people, about that you know i think people should do what makes them feel the best about themselves and their true self. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that, you know, if you feel a certain way, you should be able to live that way. I don't, I don't think that we should be criminalizing people for feeling a certain way. I mean, people, um, transitioning has been around for many, many years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the trans people that I know and have experience with are just, they just want to be accepted and um, treated the same as everybody else. They don't, you know, they're not shouting from the rooftops. They're, they want to live as a man. They want to be treated like a man and just kind of go about their day. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, that's just been my experience. I don't, you know, it's not my place to to judge others for wanting to make a change in their life. I don't really care either way. Well, yeah. And it's not hurting anyone as you know, it's, it's just in their own life, their circle, right. sort of, sort of like your 
and, and that that now now the question just came to me as far as um um oh my god i'm losing again <laughs> i keep thinking about boobs i'm so sorry <laughs> you're just so beautiful uh, oh, as far as plastic you. as far as plastic surgery um would you say would you say there's a too young uh time to do it and a good time to do it where like maybe a girl uh 10 years old wants this done can get oh. it done but it's like oh think about yeah. it first and then go ahead and get yeah. it done I mean, think back to all of the terrible decisions you've made in your life at a young age that you're like, wow, that was a really dumb idea. Um, certainly plastic surgery at a young age could be one of them. And I am all for, you know, the exception to that rule, I think, is if someone has, you know, a deformity or a, something mm -hmm. major that is really going to affect their like lives and cleft, you know, cleft lip or something right you know, or you yeah. know we see kids that get their ears pinned back or there's certain things that um i think warrant correction um within reason but in terms of altering your body for i don't think pleasure is the right word but for your own you know i think cosmetic surgery is something that really needs to be thought on and um, planned and it should be done when you are really mature enough to handle it mm -hmm. because what, you know, it comes with sometimes unwanted attention. Sometimes, you know, people regret making these decisions. And I think you really have to have a good head on your shoulders and be prepared for the aftermath of your decision. Like that's all. Is it, is there any sort of decision like on your, I don't know how, augmented you you may be oh no uh, I love I did. i'll do more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it and and you would still <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> is there is there um and and you say you've been doing it for so long or, or no since would you say when when was your first procedure you think um well uh, i got my first boob job in 2006 um you know, and I've been getting fillers and Botox in my face since then as like preventative maintenance. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then I, you know, I had my boobs replaced last year. I did a little lipo, um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And would you say things now or, well, I mean, yeah, you, you did something back then in 2006. I think I graduated around then uh did um <laughs> has it has it changed like a lot like to where it's like more streamlined is it safer is it like oh, oh my god the these are yeah so different than every i mean every year they make medical advances in certain things so um you know years and years and years ago when if you had liposuction it was a very you know, rough procedure. And now they have like a little laser and they're like, Z -Z -Z -Z. it's like nothing. Um, yeah. it, things are so different. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just asking, um, another random question here. Uh, are you into like, what do you watch for like TV or do you watch uh, anything unique? Do, do you, are you into um, anim anime? Are you into anime? Do you do? Mm -hmm. I, and, and then that even goes to your, <laughs> to your OnlyFans character. Do you ever do like characters or cosplay um, or stuff like that? Not really. I, you know, if someone 
you know, requests a certain outfit, then, you know, I might do that, but not really cosplay or anything like that. I mean, I did a Jessica Rabbit set once. Um, that was pretty popular, but for the most part, I don't really do, um, you know, costumes and characters and things like that. Um, for TV, I mean, I definitely love trashy television. So like reality shows and things like that. I like, um, you know, a bunch of different series and stuff that I watch. I love documentaries as well. I just watched the one about Patriot Day, um, the Boston bombing. That was very interesting. So I have a variety that I like. No, that's great. And um, I, <laughs> no, I love Trashy TV too, like My 600 Pound Life. And yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, My Feet Are Killing Me, those types yeah. of shows, you know. Um, and how about, um, I don't know, uh, did you have sort of, and this might be too personal, like a religious upbringing of any any sort? I was raised Catholic, but I, you know, I never really felt that it was for me. Even when I was a kid, I'm like, this just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't, I didn't believe, you know, I wasn't really, you know, I, I knew the stories and I knew, you know, the traditions and all of that. But even as a child, I never felt right in believing wholeheartedly in that religion and that there's someone, a greater power pulling the puppet strings. I don't, um, you know, again, it's a lot of traditions and a lot of, you know, things, but for me, I just, I'm not really a religious person. I don't, yes anything right now and especially with you know that i I think that's how religion is you have that one doubt and that's all you really need is yeah and looking back i'm like wow i really felt this way even as a kid so for me not believing is definitely true to my heart when i think back that even as a kid I, i was like no this isn't right for me um i admire people that have a strong faith i wish i did but um, I just don't yet. Oh, no. I, I mean, but you you do your own thing. You know, I'm sure when you, uh, I don't know, hope for something, you hope to a higher power. Do you do you believe there's a higher power at least? Or uh, do you think there's aliens out there? Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think is like? I, the, at, I at don't, the, know. I don't the, discount uh, anything. Um but I don't necessarily have a strong feeling towards one or the other. Do you think there are aliens out there? Like, uh, I wouldn't doubt uh, it. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I don't know if it's as um, formal as we have, you know, with the spaceship and everything that we've said over the years, but I'm not discounting it at all. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I would like to see, uh, I don't know. I just think of like aliens getting here and then, they, you know, having like so many more boobs and then setting the, <laughs> setting the bar even higher. Like, you know, they have the three boobs or the four boobs. Right, and you're like, now I'm really going to be in trouble if I have to yeah. get two more sets. <laughs> no, and um, um, kind of uh, music do you listen to? Do you listen to like soft, hard rock? What do you, well, what's your go-to if you're out like golfing or something? I definitely like a variety. Um, I like, you know, obviously 80s, 90s, um, Dave Matthews. I like country. I'm not a huge metal fan, um, you know, but I like different songs in in various genres. You know, Bruce Springsteen, U2, 
Um, you know, I loved uh, Depeche Mode and The Cure growing up. I'm going to see The Cure in concert again this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I definitely and pop stuff like I, I saw Whitney Houston concert, and you know, I, I've definitely um, I've probably been to about 500 concerts in my life. You, so, you saw Whitney Houston? That was the first concert I ever saw in 1986. Oh my god, that must have been great she she was a i mean yeah she was a mess but man she could she could freaking sing whitney mm-hmm. houston man that and that's that's badass no i'd, I'd be uh <laughs> right now i'm like oh shoot whitney houston and um how would you say um as far as like uh oh my god i, I i'm sorry you're just so distracting i keep forgetting my questions i think about boobs uh <laughs> Do you think uh, the porn, the 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 I don't want to say like the porn industry or even OnlyFans and stuff, but how it sets like an expectation now for especially men because men are the people that I don't know we're, we're we're the sickest I don't know what you would say we're the ones that like oh we see that and we expect that in real life do you think it's like kind of messing with how, what they expect in terms of a real life relationship or what sex might I be. I think or... what's considered normal now has definitely changed. Like if you are out in the dating world and you may come across a lot of girls that have an OnlyFans account. And I know that that's a huge shift in the dynamic um, of people and, you know, your questions about dating. So what do you do? What, so now you're entering immediately into this realm of talking about inhibitions and sex and what you're comfortable with. And that guy has to, you know, make a choice. Does he want to move forward with this person that may be sharing herself with others or is that not for him? And we've never had that issue before. It was so taboo that it was very rare that you found, you know, yourself meeting someone in the porn industry. So um, and now everyone's got one, it seems. So yeah, that's a yeah. huge change in, I think, the dating world. And But also mo- a lot of people are so um, used to it that it's not a bit, they're like, come on, what do you mean you don't have one, you know? So it's also that <laughs> shift as well. So um, you never know. I, I, I think things are so different. And even 10 years ago, like texting was still new and um that was a huge change. You just have to call people on the phone if you wanted to ask them for a date, you know? So oh, yeah. you, you could just block them and move on with your life. You don't even have to say goodbye to them. So <laughs> you had to call to the call to the home on the landline and hope the mother the doesn't mother answer. answer. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> and um I don't know, like like you were just saying about the OnlyFans and then uh you know it being like an issue with the dating have you seen oh well, I, I would say this um i there must i know there's men on only fans too how do you feel about that is that like uh i i mean you're a woman i know you can't speak to it but how how is that dynamic there like as far as i have several male friends that are creators um and you know it's definitely a different it's a lot harder for them um you know, but everyone has their own niche. So you have to kind of figure out what yours is. Um, but I find that a lot of male pages have more of a gay following. Um, 
it just seems to be how it is for the male content pages, um, unless they're working with a variety of female content creators. But for the most part, um, it's more so like a male, male, um, following. Yeah. And that makes sense. And with, uh, these, uh, all these, uh, apps, there's so many apps for dating now. Do do you think, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think dating is becoming, I don't know. It's, it's so interpersonal now because everyone is well, and this was like, and I think it's bad. I think it gives you an opportunity to get in front of someone that you may not run into in real life. And think of it this way. If somebody comes up to you in a Starbucks, you're like, or the grocery store, I'm like horrified. I'm like, why are you talking to me? You know what I mean? But if you didn't have a dating app now, you wouldn't meet anyone. So Mm it puts you in front of people you wouldn't normally run into. And, but also it desensitizes everyone to the point where there's, you know, they'll just ghost you or there's no, it takes a lot longer to make that connection because you're so used to everything. So fast, 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 fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're looking at this person first. Is she attractive or is she not? And then you start talking to her and now you have to sift through if she is worth having a conversation with or not no i know i felt that driving through a drive-through at a at like a burger burger place Mm -hmm. and seeing the girl handing me my my order and i'm like oh man she's cute how do i make a conversation i only have 10 seconds before she gives me my burger (laughs) and then i have to leave you know what i mean like what do i say uh but then that's been around for a while like uh as far as romantic movies you have uh, everything's so unrealistic. You don't have a guy pay for your order and then he's like smooth and gives you the number. And then you, you know, like, uh, I would, I would say on a napkin for the waiter. Yeah. Yeah. Everything like even romantic movies set this bar where it's like, (laughs) no, it's not like easy like that. It's not going to be happy ever after the chambermaid. Yeah. No, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Like the JLo type stuff where, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I have a chance. We all have a chance. Um, (laughs) what would you say, uh, as romantic movies, your, what's your favorite? Are you into romantic movies? Like chick Um, flicks, chick flicks, whatever. Um, I mean, I really don't watch too many movies anymore. I don't go to the movies anymore. The only movie I have, first of all, I hadn't been to the movies in like over 10 years, but I finally went to the movies when Top Gun came back out for part two. That because that was my <laughs> favorite movie that came out and I was like, absolutely. But um, in terms of, I mean, I've seen all the JLo ones and all those over the years. I don't really, um, you know. Yeah, you, you don't really have a favorite. like. But I'm not like. You're not all about our channel. You're not all about like the notebook or uh PS no. I love you or something like that. I never even saw that. Oh, you never <laughs> or the time traveler's wife. Oh, I love the time traveler's no, wife. It. It's so good. No. Um but what would you say about I don't know, uh I know there's a lot of especially nowadays with the internet uh grooming and stuff, like mm-hmm. What would you say is like the best way to like, uh, I don't know, keep, I, I don't know if you keep your kids safe or keep a woman safe. Cause it doesn't matter what age you are. You could still be groomed into doing stuff you, uh, don't want to do. What would you think is like the best 
Um, I think people, well, parents obviously need to be monitoring their children's activities a lot more than they are. Um, everyone has this thing, like not my kid, um, but kids are curious and there's always some asshole friend of theirs that's going to be pushing them, you know, to do more, learn more, check this out or, um, you know, and I think parents should monitor their kids and check their phones and see what apps. And there's a lot of safeguard apps now that you can install on your kid's phone that blocks certain things from accessing their, their phone. So um, you have to choose to utilize them or not. Yeah. It, it's, it should fall on the parents, right? Not the. Right. They're, the kid isn't, it's not their job to monitor themselves. <laughs> no, it's obviously that's... they're not going to. That's why you chose to have kids. You have to be a parent. You got to take care of them. That's shepherd them growing up so that they grow up to be good people, good citizens, you know, and, and have a little common sense. Oh, man, that's, that's a lot harder nowadays, right? Unfortunately, they're raising their kids to be morons and then sending them off into the world. (laughs) And uh, we'll see a random question. What's, you, on your, as far as your body, what's your, do you have a favorite body part or do you just go um, like for you, you know, the, the one where you're like, oh yeah, that one, that one's the go-to like what I'm, what I really, uh, you know, I would say my smile. Oh, well, you know, you do have a fucking beautiful smile. No, it's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't mean to like, uh, again, go into the political thing, but what do you think of, uh, I think we talked about this, but like, like Dylan Mulvaney and all that stuff, like, is it like a huge overreaction from people or? Uh, I think, you know, whenever there's like the first of something, people really go berserk over it. And if we look back on, you know, when Bruce Jenner transitioned, that was like the end of the world. You know, this mm-hmm. American icon mm-hmm. now has been living a lie and, and you know, went through this whole thing. And he was just trying to be true to himself. Um, but that was like, oh, everyone went nuts. Um, you know, when you look back and all of these things that are firsts, people tend to, you know, have a very strong reaction I don't really know too much about the Dylan Mulvaney. I know the gist of it, but the underlying, you know, how this person came to be so in the limelight and things like that. And I'm really not up to snuff on that, but um, I do know that it will, something else will come along and that Mm -hmm. will be the end of the world for now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you as far as it, I I may not agree with it, but yeah, it's just, um, the flavor of the week, uh, the distraction, the hot topic everyone wants to talk about. So, yeah, I could see that. What I have seen, you know, of I've seen a few little videos, clips and things like that. And, you know, it doesn't seem like a bad person. Doesn't seem like it's, you know, he's trying to be um, sinister in any way. Um, but I don't really know the history or really all of the details to really comment yeah. one way or another yeah no of course i didn't want to uh pry like that into you know what where you may swing as far are as that crazy over it yeah no <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah that's something that's like uh literally separating our country you know we've <laughs> just because yeah. they put a 
a guy who wants to be a girl on a on a beer can, you know. But uh, I mean, it it worked as far as marketing. It may have se- separated <laughs> us, you know, as a nation. Yeah. But I mean, the me- same thing happened when Colin Kaepernick first took a knee, and then Nike made him the person of the year. It everybody went crazy then too, and you know, it's just something that has really just sparked conversation and really just been a shock to people. Um, something happening that is not considered the norm. Um, and people don't like that. Um, and sometimes I agree with it and sometimes I don't. So. Yeah, no, completely. I get you. And uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to probably start wrap this up. Uh, I know you're a busy woman. You got busy things to do. Or do you go, you're, you're, do you uh, do the pronoun thing? Like, do you, uh, like, you're, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a you... woman. Huh? I yeah. she. <laughs> okay. Uh, have, have you ever um, really thought about having uh, kids? Or do you want to, like, bring more children into this world? Even though you this know, world I always kinda... saw myself with kids. Um, but I never really tried very hard to have any. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, I wanted to, my career was first and I wanted to be able to, um, you know, support them and, and be a partner and, um, you know, be able to take care of them. So I focused on my career, but I always just thought it would kind of happen organically and naturally. And it would just kind of be like in the movies, like all of a sudden she doesn't feel good. And she's like, oh, what day is it? Oh my gosh. I didn't realize I missed my period. You know what I mean? Like I thought it would be like something like that. Cause that's what you see in the movies all the time. <laughs> it just certainly wasn't meant to be because I really also didn't put any effort into it either. So um, I feel like if I was, if it was supposed to happen, then it would have. No, that's great. You're leaving I'm it. I'm not sad about it at all. <laughs> I, you know, I love kids and babies and real chunky ones, but um, <laughs> I'm perfectly happy traveling on a whim and having a clean house and all my money in the bank. Yeah, I'll say you're content with where you are. <laughs> and and then, okay, one more. Lastly, uh, did you see that? Uh, and this is kind of old news, but with the M&Ms, how... They were saying the M&Ms were too sexy, the female oh, yeah. M&Ms. Do you think uh, they were too sexy, the no, <laughs> I, M&Ms? No, I, I thought, you know, I really didn't put any, I didn't analyze it at all. Um, I didn't really care one way or another. I didn't think it needed to be changed. But I also see a lot of brands do, after so many years, you do need to kind of do a little housekeeping. It's, you know, make things a little more modern and, you know, uh, tweak the logo and stuff. And I think everyone is so nervous about offending people and not, um, you know, having enough variety for everyone's opinion um, that they're just going overboard now and, and, and changing everything or adding so many more characters or, you know, it's, they're trying to, you know, just make sure that all their bases are covered and that everyone has someone that they can identify with. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I hope they're doing it in a way that's not excluding other people. In, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there should be a balance. Yeah. And it, but it seems to always be, 
and that's been since from the I think the beginning of time that sex sells. Right. Uh it it always seems to go more towards changing the female rather than changing the male because you don't really have uh, uh yeah. you know they're not saying you know the man is the sex symbol they're saying you know the the Marilyn Monroe's and the you know what I mean the women mm-hmm. but did they change her did they make her look less sexy because they're trying to market to more of a child base or they wanted someone to look more ambiguous yeah i don't and that's i guess you don't know their like motives so i guess that's maybe the argument you know because mm. you don't want to argue uh that they're trying to promote this to children and then make uh sex normalized right. yeah. to children and all that right uh have you seen like the male m&ms is there anyone you would particularly it, they're uh, like a whole have... of like dad bods but they make them like the, the you know the seven dwarfs. It's like dopey, sneezy. You know what I mean? Like that's what the male M and M's remind me of. It's like you know. Is there it, <laughs> is there one you would like you know hit, hit hit up like the yellow one or the orange one or the blue one? I always liked yeah. the green M and M's. I don't even think they have them anymore. I think that so that's the green, female. Yellow, brown black and red and then they got rid of red for a long time then they had blue for a little while mm-hmm, so I, it's mm-hmm. been so long since i had m&ms i couldn't even tell you they could all be like orange for now i don't know <laughs> well no I, and and I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh come on you know the show Thanks i really appreciate me. it no it was really great you're such a nice person beautiful thank you uh, so beautiful in, inside and out why don't you uh tell us where you know we could find you plug all your stuff like, yeah you can find um everywhere i'm at on whatever amy.com all my links are there stop by twitter and say hi to me um i answer all my messages myself so say Oh yeah, no, I know you do answer. You answered to me, and I was like, "Oh, uh, she's so sweet. She is the internet's favorite sweetheart." Whatever, oh, Amy. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your time, and uh, yeah, no, um, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Uh, and we're out. Let's. Uh...